And so uh, with that, we're going to turn to the Bible. And our reading today is from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthian Christians. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We'll be reading just a few verses, verses 12 through 15. Segunda de Corintios 9, del 12 al 15, la lectura. On the screen there, uh, you see page numbers. Those are uh, hopefully right with the Bibles in the back, and that'll help you to find it. La página ahí eh, está conectada con las Biblias de atrás. So I'll give you just a moment to get there. As you get there, I just want you to know I'm going to read first in Spanish, then in English. Voy a leer primero en español y luego en inglés. And these are words from the early church leader Paul to some Christians in a Greek city called Corinth. Uh, they're inspired by the Holy Spirit, and that's how we can read them right now and understand that these words are for us as well. This is the word of God. Son palabras inspiradas de Pablo, y, de Pablo inspiradas del Espíritu Santo, y por eso son también la palabra de Dios. Dice lo siguiente, esta ayuda, que es un servicio sagrado, no solo suple las necesidades de los santos, sino que también redunda en abundantes acciones de gracias a Dios. En efecto, al recibir esta demostración de servicio, ellos alabarán a Dios por la obediencia con que ustedes acompañan la confesión del Evangelio de Cristo y por su generosa solidaridad con ellos y con todos. Además, en las oraciones de ellos por ustedes expresarán el afecto que les tienen por la sobreabundante gracia que ustedes han recibido de Dios. Gracias a Dios. Por su don inefable. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. So we can finally say that we have had an abundance of rain this season. Right? Por fin podemos decir que hemos tenido mucha lluvia. I mean, isn't that great? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Can we give God our thanks and praise because of rain? Isn't that, I mean, it is so wonderful. I mean, I can't even wash my car because there's always rain in the forecast and I am so tight I am not going to waste my money. So I can't do that, but I'm, I'm, I don't care. I'm not complaining. Ni puedo lavar el carro por la lluvia porque siempre está en el pronóstico. I'm so happy that we are finally uh, getting a much-deserved wet season. But uh, we are experiencing really what we're supposed to experience this time of year and scientists call this, of course, the hydrologic cycle. That's what it's called. Se trata del ciclo hidrológico. And of course, uh, you can see from this diagram how it's supposed to work. It hasn't worked a lot here, but this is how it's supposed to work. Off to the left there, you see rain. It comes down from the sky. Precipitation comes in the form of rain or sometimes in snow. Viene la precipitación en nieve o en lluvia. It waters the ground, soaks into the ground. It, it gives life to plants and animals and, and people. And, and some of that water freezes in the form of ice. La vida, plantas, animales, uh, un poco se hace hielo. Uh, it, it accumulates in oceans and lakes and rivers. 
But at some point, the idea is that that water that has come down to the earth is going to make its way back up. It's going to go up in the form of evaporation. En algún momento sube el agua en evaporación. And so the blessing that comes to us from, from above is supposed to work its way back up into the sky. And, of course, the idea there is that what it falls right back down. That blessing can come back down, and, and again, we experience its benefits. Esa bendición otra vez llueve sobre nosotros. Now, that's how it's supposed to work. But here's the question. What happens if those blessings that come down are slow to go up? That's the problem that we often have. ¿Qué pasa si esas bendiciones que, que llueven son lentos para como para subirse? Well, here scientists have done some calculation. It takes... Uh, I don't know how they know this, but they estimate it takes 20,000 years for ice at the South Pole in Antarctica to evaporate and make its way back up into the atmosphere. Lleva 20,000 años para que el hielo de Antarctica suba otra vez al cielo. That's a long time. Oceans, they believe the water in the oceans, it can take up to 3,200 years for that water to get back up there. Son 3,000 años para los océanos. Groundwater. 100 years, 200 years, lakes, 100 years, los lagos, 100 años para que suba el agua. And seasonal snow, like we see on the Sierra Nevada right now, uh, that's not bad. You know, in about six months, that'll be right back up there. In seis meses, pues, la nieve empieza a subir otra vez. But here's the thing. See how long it can take for the water to get up? But once the water gets back into the sky, how long do you think it takes to come down? Una vez que sube el agua, ¿cuánto tiempo lleva para que caiga? Get this. Nine days. That's it. Nine days. Solo nueve días. So what is slow to go up is quick to come down. Lo que lento para subir es rápido para bajarse. Now there's a lesson there from the hydrological cycle that I think applies to the generosity cycle. Esto se aplica la, al ciclo de la generosidad. And it has to do with the final sunrise family value that we're going to be looking at today. Uh, in fact, we have a marker with those values. Tiene que ver con el último valor del amanecer. And so for help with that, we go to our scripture, which we've just read from 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And we find the early church leader Paul here is writing to a group of Christians who had been tremendously blessed. Los corintios eran muy bendecidos. The abundant love and mercy and forgiveness and goodness of God had rained down upon them. They had been showered with the message of Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit, they'd become new people, new, cre new creatures, new creations in Christ. La abundante lluvia de la gracia del Señor Jesucristo, su perdón había llovido sobre ellos y eran nuevas criaturas. They were transformed. And this blessing was bringing down more blessings. There was all kinds of stuff coming down from, from heaven to them, to the Corinthians. And that blessing from above had come to them in part, in part through the generosity of some other people, specifically the Christians of Jerusalem. Esa bendición había llegado de los cristianos de Jerusalén. How? Well, if you go back to the Bible story, you know from Acts chapter 2 that it was in Jerusalem where the church was born. 
It was in Jerusalem that the Holy Spirit first was poured out upon the early believers, but they didn't just stay there and hold that blessing to themselves. They began to radiate out, and they began to flow out with the message of Jesus and with the reality of the Holy Spirit. El Espíritu Santo cayó sobre los hermanos de Jerusalén, pero empezaron a fluir y salir para traer ese mensaje, and that message of Jesus began to trickle out into the ancient world, and it had flowed even as far as Greece. Even as far as Corinth, they were the beneficiaries of those people from Jerusalem going out with the message of Jesus. Los de Corinto hasta habían recibido este mensaje de Jesús. Here's the thing. The rushing river of Jesus had met them. But after they received this blessing, after the Corinthian Christians had been you know, given so much, Paul's writing them in a situation where now for over a year, over a year, they had been holding on to that blessing. Más de un año ellos habían estado reteniendo esa bendición. That is to say they had been holding on to an offering of money that they had promised to give. And they weren't giving it. Estaban reteniendo una ofrenda de dinero que habían prometido dar. You see, the Christians back in Jerusalem, the ones who had given so much to help, them, to help them find Jesus, those Christians were going through hard times. They were suffering economic hardship because they were being persecuted for their faith. Los cristianos de Jerusalén estaban sufriendo tiempos económicos duros por la persecución. And so Paul, realizing what was going on, Paul was in the process of contacting the different churches in his sphere of influence, in his orbit, and he was collecting a money of offering, or, uh, an offering of money to give to those Christians in Jerusalem to help them out. Pablo estaba recolectando en las iglesias en su órbita una ofrenda para ayudar a los de Jerusalén. And so he's helping them. But we need to understand what Paul was after. Paul's purpose was not simply to shake down the Corinthians. His purpose was not simply to manipulate and to twist their arms into giving up their hard-earned money. Solo, no solo quería manipular, no quería manipular o obligarles a dar una ofrenda de dinero. Paul had a bigger goal in mind in asking for the Corinthians to give this offering. Tenía una meta más grande en mente. He wanted the Corinthian Christians to be caught up into the cycle of generosity. He wanted them to be caught up into the atmosphere of giving. Quería que ellos pudieran entrar en una atmósfera de generosidad. In fact, if we go back just a couple of verses from the reading today, if we look at 2 Corinthians 9, 6, Paul here explains one of the key principles behind the generosity cycle and how it's supposed to work. He says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Recuerden esto, el que siembra escasamente, escasamente cosechará, y el que siembra en abundancia, en abundancia cosechará. Each man, each one, should give what he has decided in his heart to give, 
not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Cada uno debe dar según lo que haya decidido en su corazón, no de mala gana ni por obligación, porque Dios ama al que da con alegría. So Paul says, here's how the generosity cycle works. You've been given seed, the seed, the message of Jesus. You've been given a blessing. Han recibido la semilla del mensaje de Jesús. If you just hold on to that seed without giving it away, without planting it, don't expect to get much back. Don't expect to get a very big harvest. Si retienes la semilla sin sembrarla, no vas a recibir una cosecha. But if you give that seed away, if you give the blessing that you've received generously, you're going to reap generously. You're going to see all kinds of things coming back your way. Si das de forma generosa, vas a ver muchas bendiciones. But if you put the gift on ice, if you become frozen in your hearts, you're going to miss out on the real blessing that's in store for you. Si te congelas en tu corazón, vas a perder la verdadera bendición. And so Paul's saying here, I want you to have this offering that you've already promised Ready to go. Let it go. Give it away. Quiero que tengan lista esta ofrenda. And that you would do it not with a grumbling attitude, but a joyful attitude because that's what God wants. That's what God loves. He loves when people give like he does, joyfully. Que tengan esa ofrenda no con una actitud de murmuración o queja, sino con gozo. And then in verse 12, he begins to explain a little more. He says, here's the deal. This service that you perform by giving this offering, it's not just supplying the needs of God's people in Jerusalem, but it's also going to overflow from them in many expressions of thanks to God. Esta ayuda que es un servicio sagrado no solo suple las necesidades de los santos en Jerusalén, sino que también redunda en abundantes acciones de gracias a Dios. So here's the deal he's saying. You have received the blessing of Jesus from above. He's rained down on you. And now you take that gift and you convert it into another form. You convert it into the gift of money. Convierte la bendición que ha recibido en forma de dinero. And you give that to those people, the people in Jerusalem. And it not only helps them out, but, but that gift then overflows. And then it goes back up to God in the form of thanks that they're going to give to God. The blessing goes right back up. Esa bendición va a Dios en forma de gracias a Dios. And then in 13, he's, he's saying not only will he, God be given thanks, but they're going to overflow with praise to God. Van a alabar a Dios. Why? Because they're seeing that you really believe. Those people are going to see that what they gave for you to come to faith has actually borne fruit, and you are really Christians. You really are confessing Jesus because you're generous like Jesus. Van a ver y alabar a Dios porque van a ver que ustedes son de verdad cristianos. That's what verse 13 says. Because of the service by which you've proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and everyone else. A recibir esta demostración de servicio, ellos alabarán a Dios por la obediencia con que ustedes acompañan la confesión del evangelio de Cristo y por su generosa solidaridad con ellos y con todos. And so thanks is going to go up and praise is going to go up. But here's the principle of the giving cycle. What 
goes up must come down. Lo que sube hay que bajarse. He's saying you're going to be even more blessed. Because as they're giving thanks and praise to God, what's going to come down on you is prayer. They're going to pray for you. Their hearts are going to go out to you. They're going to be even more excited to see what God's doing in your life. You're going to be blessed. Ellos van a orar por ustedes y tenerlos en su corazón. Verse 14, in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given to you. And las oraciones de ellos por ustedes expresarán el afecto que les tienen por la sobreabundante gracia que ustedes han recibido de Dios. So here's the bottom line, what Paul's trying to teach here. He's saying, once you receive the amazing gift of Jesus Christ in your life, and you begin, you just begin to convert that gift of Jesus into other forms, out of thanks and out of gratefulness, when you begin to convert the gift of Jesus into a gift of money, or into a gift of serving, or in a gift of compassion, or in a gift of encouraging, or showing love and action, or whatever it is you do. Una vez que conviertes el don que has recibido a Jesús en dinero, o en servicio, compasión, o ánimo, when that starts to happen, and you're giving those blessings right back to God in thanks, it's not going to take very long, probably less than nine days, for the blessings to come right back down on you. Vas a recibir aún más. Las bendiciones lloverán sobre ustedes. But the opposite is also true. If you just simply take in the blessing of the forgiveness and the new life of Jesus and you hold on to that for yourself, you hang on to the seed and you don't sow it, you, you hang on to, to what you've been given and you don't give it away, don't be surprised if you go through a spiritual drought. Don't be surprised if you at some point become like Antarctica, frozen. Because we're not meant to live like that as we follow Jesus. No te sorprendas si hay una sequía en tu corazón o si estás congelado como Antarctica. We're not meant to be holding on to seeds, seeds for giving away. Whoa, I've been caught up here. Whoa, there we go. Seed is for giving away. Love is for giving away. And, and so if we're always taking in and never giving out, we become like lakes that are always taking in water but never releasing it. You know what they call that? A stinky, stagnant lake. It's a stinky pond. Nos hacemos como lagos que siempre recibimos el agua pero nunca la damos. We weren't meant to be that way as followers of Jesus. There's a book by a guy named John DeVries called Why Give? And in this book he says, we're not meant to be lakes. We, as followers of Jesus, are meant to be rivers of giving. Somos ríos de generosidad, dice un autor. In other words, we're always to be moving, always rushing, always passing along downstream the abundant living water of Jesus Christ that we have received. As we receive it, we give it away and we receive even more. 
somos ríos que debemos estar pasando al agua viva de Jesús y, y al fluir en esa agua viva recibimos aún más and so that brings us to what we call sunrise family value number 10 which is on this marker in your bulletin el valor número 10 del amanecer I want to invite you to read this with me. Vamos a leerlo. It says this. We will spend our resources helping people to reach their full potential for God. Dice en español, utilizaremos nuestros recursos ayudando a las personas a alcanzar su potencial máximo para Dios. This is about being generous. It's about being generous as a church and learning how to give ourselves away, to give of what we have received. Se trata de ser generosos y dar de lo que hemos recibido. That's what the blessing of Jesus is for. It's for passing on to other people. The purpose of the church, we need to be so clear about this. The purpose of the church is to not, is not to, you know, maintain an organization. What's the purpose of the church? It's not to keep the church going. That's not the purpose of the church. The purpose of the church is not to sustain an institution. La iglesia, el propósito no es mantener la institución de la iglesia. The purpose of the church is not to keep the building going. It's not to keep the lights on or the heat or the air conditioning going. The purpose of the church, dare I say it, is not even to keep the staff paid. That's not the purpose of the church. That's all, those are all tools for accomplishing the purpose of the church. No es pagar el equipo de la iglesia. No es no es el propósito. What's the purpose of the church? The purpose of the church, the Jerusalem church shows us, is to amplify and multiply and give away the message and the love and the person of Jesus. That's the purpose of the church. Es amplificar, multiplicar y dar la persona de Jesús a otros. That's why we exist. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, we find a prayer of Paul that I think is so powerful. Ephesians 3, 17, una oración de Pablo. He's praying for the Ephesian Christians, but he's really praying for us as well. He says, I pray, here's what I want. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, pido que arraigados y cimentados en amor, may you be rooted and established in Jesus' love, and so may you have power, together with all the saints, together with all other Christians, to grasp How wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Que puedan comprender junto con todos los santos, cuán ancho y largo, alto, profundo que es el amor de Cristo. I want you to know all about Jesus. I want you to experience all that Jesus has for you. To know this love that surpasses knowledge. That you can reach your full potential. That you can be filled up to the measure of all the fullness of God. En fin, que conozcan ese amor que sobrepasa nuestro conocimiento para que sean llenos de la plenitud de Dios para que lleguen a su máximo potencial and the idea of being filled up and reaching our full potential in God is that we would overflow we would not just feel, be filled up to the top but to overflowing with the love of Jesus Christ estemos llenos del amor de Jesús why? because when we overflow we're giving 
And when we give, the idea is that other people reach their full potential for Jesus and they get filled up to overflowing and they give to others so that they can reach their full potential and be filled up to overflowing. And on and on it goes. Es para que otros estén llenos hasta sobreabundar. Que den a otros y a otros. And that's why in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, Paul just kind of stops and he's, he's just breathless. And he says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Gracias a Dios por su don inefable. What's the indescribable gift of, of God? It's Jesus. That's the indescribable gift. It's Jesus. He's so abundant. He's so much greater than we understand. He's so much bigger. And Jesus, the Bible tells us, began this whole cycle of generosity by coming down, raining down from heaven to earth. He came down and he spilled his blood on the cross and that blood trickled out and it touched you and it touched me and it touched Paul and it touched other people. Jesús llovió en su presencia, derramó su sangre en la cruz y nos tocó and then he rose again from the dead ascended into heaven and he rained right back down on us his Holy Spirit to fill us up to overflowing después ascendió y llovió su Espíritu sobre nosotros and now he wants us to open up and he wants us to flow out he wants us to pass on this blessing in whatever form we can so that others can be filled up who will be filled up and then fill up others who will fill up others who will fill up others you see it doesn't end it's an indescribable gift. We can never give more than God gives to us because the moment we turn around and start giving to God, he's already pouring out more stuff, more blessing. Una vez que demos a Dios, él está dándonos más y más y más. So what does it look like for us to live in this? What does it look like for Sunrise Community Church the last 20 years we have tried to spend our resources to help people reach their full potential for God. What does that look like? ¿Cómo se ha visto esto en esta iglesia? Well, one thing it's looked like is that we have literally given away thousands of dollars and dozens of people to plant new churches. Hemos dado miles de dólares o cenas de personas para plantar iglesias. We've helped to plant four churches. We'll talk about that next week. But most recently, we, we've literally given thousands of dollars and two dozen people to plant a Mago church. And what's a Mago church now doing? They're over in Visalia giving themselves away, knocking themselves out to help other people be filled up with Jesus to overflowing so that they can touch others. We've been a part of that. Hemos dado para, para que Mago pueda dar de sí misma a otras personas. What else has it looked like? It's looked like this. We've, we have also given to support the mission of, of Christ around the world. We give to missionaries. Damos a misioneros. We give thousands of dollars and we give prayer. And sometimes we've even given people who've gone out on trips. And we are specifically supporting two missionary families, one in Asia and one in Africa. Apoyamos misioneros en Asia and Africa. And we are giving to those people who are by God's grace on the other side of the world, knocking themselves out and giving themselves away so that other people we could never even talk to because they speak a different language can know Jesus. We're part of that. 
Y esos misioneros se dan su vida para que otros conozcan al Señor. It means that we've given away a lot in, in compassion ministry in our community. We've given away prayers and practical support and dollars and even people from this congregation who, are, who have served with these ministries like the Lighthouse Rescue Mission and Love in the Name of Christ and to Larry King's Right to Life and some of those other organizations that are showing God's love in our community. Damos dólares y personas para servir en, en misiones como Lighthouse, Love Inc. y otros. And the list goes on and on and on. People that we've helped to go to seminary and to college to become pastors and leaders. I mean, there's so much of it. Next week I'll give you a, a little bit more of that. But here's the thing. Aquí la cosa. We can only be generous as a church as long as we are generous as individuals it doesn't work you can't have a generous church without generous mission partners in the church no puedes tener una iglesia generosa sin personas generosas en la iglesia so the question comes to you and me where are you in your giving as a follower of Jesus Christ. ¿Dónde estás tú? Well, first of all, have you received the blessing? If you haven't, none of this applies to you. If you have not experienced the shower of God's love and forgiveness in Christ, none of this even will make sense to you. You'll think I'm asking for money. I'm not. But you see, where are you? ¿Dónde estás? I want to give you three words to think about. If you have received from Jesus Christ three words, Paul talks about these words in Scripture. The first word is that we are to give regularly. Debemos dar de forma regular, dice Pablo. Give regularly of our time, of our abilities, of our finances, of our lives. If we are haphazard, and inconsistent in the giving of our lives and of our resources, we should not be surprised if we are haphazard in our spiritual walk. Si estamos inconsistentes en nuestras ofrendas y nuestros, en dar las cosas, vamos a ser inconsistentes espiritualmente. In 1 Corinthians 16, Paul talks to the Corinthians. He says, here's what I want you to do. Every single week, set aside something regularly, intentionally set aside a portion of your income to give to the work of God beyond Corinth. Quiero que aparten un dinero cada semana, dice Pablo, un porcentaje de sus ingresos para la obra del Señor. Are you doing that? Are you doing that? If not, I want to encourage you to think about that. Quiero que puedan pensar en eso. We have uh, uh, helps for that, our online giving uh, it enables you to set it up to where you can give every week something and, and think about what you can give. And that actually leads to the second part, which is to give cheerfully. Hay que dar de forma alegre. Give cheerfully. If you cannot give cheerfully, please don't give. Because you're not doing it. God doesn't need anything from us. He's inviting us into this cycle of, of, of giving, into this atmosphere of generosity. Uh, I heard a pastor, Greg Laurie, some of you maybe heard of him. He, he said this week in a message I heard, he said, you know, a lot of times as Christians, we ask the question, what is the least I can get by with giving to God? 
Muchas veces preguntamos, ¿cuál es lo mínimo que puedo dar a Dios? What's the least I can give to God? Oh, I am so glad that God did not ask that question when he sent Jesus. What's the least I can get by with? He gave everything. His son, he didn't even spare his son, ni escatimó a su hijo. Some people say, do I really have to give? Do I really have to give a lot? Do I have to give, do you really, do I have to give 10%? Tengo que dar mucho, tengo que dar 10%. And the answer is no, especially if that's your attitude. No, you don't have to do that. Nobody's putting a gun to your head for crying out loud. But if you understand how much you have been given, When I was a Christian, I thought it was the greatest deal. Jesus gave everything for me, and he just wants me to give him money as a thank offering. Wow, what a deal. I come out winning. I come out winning. Yo gano. Because the blessings keep coming, even as we give. And that leads us to the third word, which is to give not only regularly and cheerfully, but generously. Hay que dar de forma generosa. We're really good, I'm good at it, calculating how much I'm going to give to God of my time or my abilities or my money. And, and, and I'm so glad God isn't that way with me. What if God were to base your income on 10 times of what you're giving to him? How much would you be getting this year? Si Dios basaba tu ingresos en cuanto tú le das a él, ¿cómo sería? I'm glad God doesn't calculate like that. He gives me way more, way, way, way more than I give him. So here's the question. Aquí la pregunta. This is the one I want you to think about. What can I do? How can I give to God in a way that is regular and cheerful and to the most of my ability? What is the most I can give to God with my time, my abilities, my finances? What can I give and, and feel great about that, cheerful about that? What's the most? ¿Cuál es lo máximo que puedo dar? Y sentirme alegre con Dios. I want you to think about that question. And here's the thing. I'm going to make a disclaimer here. I'm not going to ever say, oh, if you get money, money's coming back to you. Please don't hear that in today's message. Often the form of the blessing changes. You may give time and something else comes back to you. You may give money and you may get something else back in a different way. But you always receive when you give. Siempre recibes una bendición. No es que recibes dinero si das dinero. It's not what we get that counts. It's who we get. And when we give, we always get Jesus back. Siempre recibimos a Jesús. And here's the thing. We will never be able to give more to Jesus than he has given for us. But it's sure fun to try. It doesn't even come close. It's an eyedropper in the ocean. But we can never give him more than he's given. And when our eyes are open to that, ah, that's the atmosphere of giving. Cuando nos abrimos los ojos a lo que Jesús ha dado por nosotros y que no podemos dar más que él, es la atmósfera de la generosidad. So what I want to do right now is just lead us to a time of prayer, a personal prayer, and I hope that you're encouraged, encouraged into, in the ways that God would lead you. We're going to be having an offering here just right after the prayer. And again, I want those three words to be on your heart and mind. You don't have to give. 
No one has to give. But we do have this opportunity. And I want to pray for us and pray for you this week as well. Vamos a orar. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray that the seed of your word would fall upon our hearts and produce a crop. Que la semilla de tu palabra produzca una cosecha en nuestro corazón, Señor. I thank you for the many ways, like Cody said earlier, you have been so faithful to Sunrise and to the Sunrise family over these years. Ha sido un Dios fiel a esta iglesia. By your grace, we have been able to, to see so many blessings come our way. You enabled us, God, to purchase this building and to pay it off in record time. We have a building we don't have to pay a debt on. Thank you. Gracias por permitirnos a comprar este edificio. Thank you for the many ways that, that we continue to receive from your hand provision and vision. God, help us simply to pay it forward with joy because you have given us and continue to give us daily of your amazing grace. Que podamos, Señor, dar a otros con gozo porque sigues dándonos de tu gracia maravillosa. I thank you for each person here. Each person here is a gift. Each person here has so much potential in you. And I want to pray that as a church, we can do everything we can to help every single person that we can to reach their full potential in Christ. Ayúdanos a ayudar a cada persona que podamos a llegar a su máximo potencial en Cristo. And may we do that 20 years into the future and beyond uh, by your grace. So we thank you. We love you, and most of all, we thank you for your indescribable gift, the gift of Jesus. Gracias por tu don inefable, el don del Señor Jesús. It's in his holy name that we pray, en su nombre te lo pedimos. And God's people said, amen. Let's give with joy to the Lord, shall we? Demos con gracia al Señor.